This machine kills fascists. You know, like once in a while, your Rockwell will get, you know, to be more of a lead. Well, I think Rockwell gets Rockwell gets pretty high profile stuff all the time. Yeah, you just feel like more directors would be like, you know, who's good? Donofrio's a fucking chameleon, man. Yeah, there's there's, you've seen the player. No, it's like I. It took me half the. I was like, wow, that really is him, huh? Did you ever see? And he's just playing a normal guy. Did you see the cell? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it took me a while to figure out that was him. There Man. was a bunch of those where I'm like, that's Vincent D'Onofrio? Because he can, like, he's gained and lost a bunch of weight, too, but, like, he's just not one of those guys that people talk about. Is like He seems like he can gain and lose height. Like, I feel like I can't really pin down his, uh... I think he's a big dude. He seems like a pretty big dude, but sometimes it seems like he can even, he can play, uh, uh, more contained. Right. You know what I mean? Right. What a guy. What a fucking guy. What a way to come back. That's right, boys and girls. After months and months and months and a couple of failed episodes, the hogs are back in town. The hogs are back in town. Hit the music. The hogs are back in town. Good stuff. Funny stuff. (laughs) Funny stuff. We've been out here on the farm this year, laying low. (laughs) We tried to record a couple. And the pigs and the goats got into them. And the, the goats got it because we record these on tape decks. The hogs, the hogs ate up all the all the tapes. <laughs> Little rascals <laughs> rutting, rutting around. Little rascally hogs. <laughs> oh hell, you know the name of the game. My name's Christian. My name's Mike. This is Hot Little Takes. Hello, hello. And not only are we back, Michael. TV is back. Yeah, that's the other reason. Is that reason. fair to say? I'd say that's probably, other than the hogs, the main reason we haven't been doing podcasts. That's true. We tried to... nothing to fucking talk about. Yeah, we tried to do a, an episode about trailers, basically, and Columbo, and I love trailers, yeah. and I love Columbo. An hour and a half of trailer talk didn't seem worth anyone's while. Well, and then it took the, and then the hogs had eaten it, and by the time that we were able to stitch it all back together from yeah. inside their guts, all the shows had aired and stuff, so yep. it kind of lost its relevance. Yeah, it wasn't even worth it to pull it through their guts, honestly. No, it wasn't. Uh, um, tried to do one about the Olympics, but... Did we really? No. <laughs> You're like, I have I don't, no memory I don't of that. remember that. <laughs> I remember texting about certain events. What's your What's your favorite Olympic event? Um, uh, the way you looked at me was like, you know. Um, probably bocce ball. Not not an Olympic sport. Well, ice bocce ball, whatever that was. Ice called. bocce ball. You know <laughs> they just throw them up, hoping that they break what's, through the what's ice. What's it called? With the brooms. Curling. Yes. Curling. I was really... And beach volleyball. I was really... Oh, beach volleyball. Beach volleyball is really sick. There was a... There was a... I wish I could remember her name. There was a great girl on the American team, you know, who was like 6'3", but then had like this like really big red hair, so she just like looked like a... 
like dragon woman out there. Just destroying him. It was amazing. She was so good. My favorite move in volleyball is like the little like half touch. The tap in. The little tap in. Just tap yeah. it in. Yep, that's Just exactly tap right. It in. Thank you, Carl Weathers. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so we did a couple of those. We fucked them up. They weren't good. We had other stuff to do. It was a busy couple of months, but we don't need to. We don't need to. We made a movie. We did make a movie. We're gonna talk more about that yeah. on further pods. Yeah. We're gonna do a little post production diary series. I'm working on. Oh, nice. Uh. Oh, you can invite other people from the cast and stuff. Well, I've heard about enough from all of you guys. I'm going <laughs> to talk to some other people. <laughs> uninformed opinions. <laughs> yeah, we don't want people to know what a pain in the ass is. <laughs> yeah, we only want to talk about it. Uh, it was a real kind of like figuratively. Oh, we had a fun. We had a fun production. We had a fun time. It's almost done. But like I said, we'll talk about that later. What we really came here to talk about is about our good old friends at HBO, who are surging back. Holy box office. Holy box. Holy box office. <laughs> wow. Thank God. I can't believe that all through all of our young and new pope. I know that, that never came up. That's uh... <laughs> <laughs> right there. It is right there. Wow. <laughs> good for them. Anyway, Curb is back, and the King Succession has returned. I also. Uh, would be remiss to say that I, I, after talking shit about it, I don't know if I ever did it formally on the podcast, but the Scenes from a Marriage series is pretty stellar. Oh, that's right. You've been watching that. It's really good. I need to check that one out. I've only got one left. Uh, I definitely am not going to tell you that it's better than the original Bergman from the 70s, but it's very good. It's very good. Well, those actors are both really good. They are. They are I'm really a good. fan of both of them. We both saw Oscar Isaac's... Uh, Card Counter. Yeah. Probably my favorite movie of the year so far. Yeah? Yeah, I think so. There hasn't been a lot, but it was really good. Of the, I think that my list is only at 14. The, at the m- moment it transitions into what his, what his hang-up is, <laughs> is so, so terrifying. Didn't we, and we all saw it together on September 11th. Yeah, which was a bold move to put it out that weekend. Yeah, you gotta love Polly Schrade. Yeah, that was really good. What else have you been watching? Uh, new se- the newest season of What We Do in the Shadows is fucking strong. I started watching that. I need to catch up. That show is uh, frustratingly funny. It's so good. It's so and like... It's really good how they like found uh, the same kind of chemistry that the original yeah. three actors had. Like All three of them are really good. Just like pick, just picked it up like a baton. Like, just mm-hmm. easily. Seamlessly. It's and, crazy. And I get the sense that you could probably... There are more spinoffs. I know there's one about the, the, like the cops in the area. I haven't watched that one. Oh, is that right? I don't even yeah. know. Yeah, and then I think they're making one about the werewolves or something. Of course. You know. Of course. But it's just a a good world for char- characters to play in. And oh, like sure. Improvising. I assume they're improvising a decent amount of stuff. I kind of doubt it. It's I don't know. it's so tight that I just kind. I mean, maybe in certain places, but it just seems like. It seems like such a tightly wound... That's true. ...kind of just perfect little gem. So, I don't know. It's hard to say. I mean, can you really... They don't have nearly as much leeway as 
Curb does, obviously. No. Because their scenarios involve ghouls and ghosts. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of like costume and prop work going on yeah. in what we do in the shadows, so I don't <laughs> Yeah, you can't just wing all that. <laughs> it's not just Albert Brooks's funeral yeah. all the time. <laughs> Which we'll get to. Which we'll get to. I mean, do what else have what else have you been taking in? I started watching that Why the Last Man show. Which they just canceled. And I can see why, because it's really? great. Talk about that. Well, I was curious, because it was based off of a graphic novel series right. that had been around like back in the early 2000s, late 90s, when I was buying those up. Right. And uh, so I'd read a little bit of it, and it was kind of an interesting concept. Like, all the men on Earth die, one guy's left with his pet monkey, who's also a m- male. Okay. And, you know, I think it's it's one of those ongoing saga things, but I think they changed a lot, from uh, what I can tell, and it just was slow. It wasn't really... Well, and I think that... They it probably could have probably could have skipped through a lot of the plot lines they're going through sure. right now, and I don't know. That's kind of what I've heard, and I know that they had also... That had been shot as a pilot once before, and didn't get... Greenlit after the pilot, or didn't get picked up after the first pilot that they did. It seemed like it X could have been years good. Ago. And, and, I mean, it's a cool, obviously an opportunity for tons of actresses to be working. Sure. You know. Sure. But, I don't know. Just didn't have the juice. Yeah, it didn't have it. That's didn't an FX didn't show? Didn't have the juju. I mean, I guess that's a nowhere yeah. show. I mean, don't get me wrong, I was kind of, like, invested the first few episodes, but then I was like, this didn't seem like it's moving very quickly that's tough you know it wants to go on for 10 fucking seasons i can tell (laughs) that's hard when you can tell this show they want that that they're looking long you're like come on man yeah like tell your story yeah and don't drag out something that's already like a 10 volume graphic novel series that takes up you know seven inches on your shelf or whatever no kidding and you you did squid game right I have not seen. I, sk- I skimmed through it at, at work, so. Oh no, we started at work, and then I just watched. I just watched the, um, the games. Oh, okay. Skipped all the stuff. So we have. So we are the not no. authorities on. Yeah, Squid I don't really Game. have much to say about Squid Game. <laughs> I like their fits, you know. I like that, you know, that kind of stuff crosses over or whatever. But it was. I think it was conscripted by netflix it wasn't like an original series that they bought oh it wasn't i thought that it was no because i think they're making another i think it ended where it's like season two. Oh, really yeah oh well you know hey but people love it people love it i think uh one of the only people i know who hasn't watched it honestly well and it's one of those like you know capitalist metaphors that uh People can kind of, you're like, yes, this is very upfront with what, what it's about, you know. All these people are fighting for money. Sure. Anyway, have, have you uh, have you watched any new SNL? I watched a little bit. I watched a little bit of our boy Sudeikis. Yeah, Sudeikis had a crazy episode. He had a couple funny ones actually. I, he's so fucking. Funny. He's fucking funny. The one I was like, this is like a Pornhub sketch where he the one with him and Ego Wodum in the parent teacher conference yeah I was like I was like someone just watched Pornhub and then wrote this like (laughs) that morning there's a couple things in that episode that I was like I feel like I know exactly where the influence is coming from here right (laughs) 
I, you know, I gotta tell you that I feel like... Some I'm, of the new guys are not... I'm not hating them. No, man. The, uh... What's his name? The guy with the killer Trump impression who's playing Biden. Yeah, I don't hate him. He's good, man. His, I, think, I think all these other white guys who've been there for a while are worried about their jobs. And they should be. Yeah, seriously. I was... I was thinking about how we were going to have this conversation earlier, because I really do think that the show's been better. I think, like, all the sketches have been better. I think that kind of the angle on some of the sketches has been They got our notes, sharper. man. They got well, some Lauren, of our notes. Lauren listens to this podcast. Everyone knows Lauren listens. Yeah. And he uh, goes, you know, I wonder what Mike and Christian thought <laughs> of the episode last weekend. And, you know, I I think that a lot of the new... The, the new the new guys this season are really good, and I think that the girls who have come in over the last couple of years have been really good. Yeah, the girls have been good. Do you think Kyle Mooney's parents like him? Uh, probably. <laughs> They're probably like, I don't understand how he got so successful. He just is just such I mean, a turd out there. I mean, I'm also, I'm pretty critical of Pete, too, you know? See, I'm I'm a Pete guy. I think Pete's funny. I, I don't think Pete can... I, I, neither of them can play but one character. No. And Pete that, and uh... It's weird because I was thinking about how SNL always had this reputation of, like, being a show where it was, like, you're fighting to get your material on and you could get fired at any moment. Like, Will Ferrell even is like, I was on for years and still thinking I was getting fired. Bill Hader, all these right. guys... And I just don't get the sense that that's, like, the energy anymore. Like, no. Lauren doesn't care as much, and everyone's no. kind of like, well, I'm not that worried, you know? Like, yeah, I'm just going to do my thing anyway. And, and I think that's, like, actually... I know I've criticized maybe in the past how harsh that was, but, like, that can also be, like... Sure. Creating some standard of quality that mm -hmm. is being ignored. Yeah, no, absolutely. And there's so... There's such less and less character work happening on it all the time. Like, there's so many segments that are like, and now Pete Davidson is going to talk to us about this thing. Yeah, which they used to do, like, on Update or whatever once in a while. I was sure. fine with that. Sure. But, yeah, they do that. The, uh, Pete did, Pete did have a pretty big highlight, I thought, in the, uh, I don't know what the game show episode was when Robbie Malik hosted, but Davidson and Robbie Malik played each other. Right. And Malik's Davidson was... Funnier, fucking funny. Funnier. Yeah, I did see a couple of Malik's things, and he's funny. He was... Everyone, was like, everyone so far, Owen Wilson was really good. Well, that's the thing. Kim Kardashian was, like, shockingly... Yeah. Like, they made her work in everything if, if that she did. If your host is better than a lot of your cast, that's not always a good thing. Well, Sudeikis know? lit everybody up. Sudeikis, yeah, when he was working there, he was bringing yeah. back old material. The one where he was... Uh, I don't know why it cracked me up, where he's, like, the science teacher... Yeah. Like <laughs> Go to hell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, <was laughs> he really brings good. the parents over and he's like, You're a terrible mother and like I don't know. Sudeikis is just a fucking love that guy. Yeah, I do too. His uh, and even his uh, his Biden sketch was pretty funny when he came in as two thousand oh, yeah, right. thirteen Biden. Went back when Biden was like cool Biden. <laughs> yeah, that, that was his bit. That was a good that was a good bit. You know? That's and that was like a see this this isn't a a presidential angle that I don't find like super grating and like right. and like neolib trash. Right. Know? That's the problem is I, I think SNL used to be better about just making fun of everybody. 
Yeah, like being an equal opportunity. And satirist, I'm saying that is like a leftist who thinks that you sure. should be making fun of like liberal hypocrisy as much as yeah republican evil yeah and we'll get, we'll get to some of that in the succession discussion i'm sure but but you know my eyes are, my eyes are peeled on snl this year it's been it's been good and i'm and it's like a relief because i watch them on sunday nights as i'm like winding down well it's all about bringing in new people you know yeah that show that show can it's all about the energy of like the ensemble yeah and it's been really wonky for a long time yeah some of those guys need to Move fire on. or get retired or like retire and like the other guy do something else the other guy who's not Kyle Mooney and also not Mikey Day N- not all three of those guys I'm not crazy about I Mikey, Mikey Day is okay I use like a metric I, of like if one of these guys like Mikey up and, and the like, other guy who's like other Mikey I'd put them on the same level yeah. I like them better than Kyle yeah I like, I like everybody I like Breck what was his name Beck Bennett Beck Beck was he's good. gone yeah, he's gone. You know, so they have to figure out what they're going to do without him kind of holding down the... Well, I th- and I wish I could remember the, the, white the guy. guy's name. Johnson Tyler Johnson or whatever his name is. He's he's fucking funny. His Adam Driver was really funny. He's the guy who was doing the... What if we put a treasure map on <laughs> that one? Did you see uh, Yeah, he I don't know like, if that was him. Okay. That, that was... No, cool. no, that's the other new guy with the ears. That guy was kind of funny. I wish I could remember that guy's name. His Trump videos are so fucking funny. It's the best. I mean, I don't, we can talk about people who do Trump impersonations, but. Oh, yeah, there is some relevant news involved with that. I don't know if we wanted to talk about I it. I don't really know there what There were a few s- things where I was like, are we even going to bother talking about I don't really know what to say insanity. about it. I feel for everybody involved. I feel for everybody. I think situation. the fault goes into the producers, which he was one of, because they, in a time when there's a. A lot of union stuff going on in that industry. It was from the, what I can tell the. It was the day after the strike didn't happen. From what I can tell, it was an inexperienced armorer, and I feel really bad for her. Oh, dude, I feel so bad for you fucking know? everybody. I mean, that's just a fucking nightmare. Yeah, it's all really sad. It's very sad, and it's just like negligent. Like, this shit happens when you like keep going through a production and hiring inexperienced people to be scabs and stuff like that, yeah. you know, like... I had heard a really terrible thing recently that and a big part of that IATSE thing was directed specifically towards companies like Apple and Amazon who hadn't been, like, in... They hadn't, like, existed long enough, so there were, like, loopholes in union contracts about, like, the legacy of the studio that they meant that they could pay people less. Sure, since it's streaming and not going into theaters and uh, stuff Yeah, and like, like all kinds of weird bullshit things yeah. like that. Yeah. None of that shocks me. No. I mean, I don't know why, yeah, why sh- it would shock anybody. Are sh- yeah, are you especially shocked that Amazon would be like, yeah, let's just hire... Let's cut corners. Yeah. But they're going to let people smoke weed now, man. <laughs> and they're trying to get lobbyists to legalize it. They want to sell some weed, man. Ugh. That kind of shit that's so... Meanwhile, Waystar Royco, they're gonna. <laughs> I think we should gonna usurp Amazon. <laughs> We're gonna fucking what is he saying? When goes, uh, information's gonna be worth more than water in the twenty first century. <laughs> and 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 Shiv looks at him like, well, you're not wrong. Yeah. All right, let's let's uh, let's touch on Curb for a little bit before we take a break and come back and do our our succession deep dive. I was pretty. I was thrilled just like right away. 
then Curb was like, here's, here's like the groundwork for what's going on right now. Larry found a fucking dead guy in his pool. This is going to be a problem he for a while. He has to put up a fence. He has to put up a fence. He's got a show. He's dating Lucy Liu. <laughs> He was trying to date Lucy Liu, but he, was, he walked he into a window. <laughs> and now she can't see him in a sexual way. As soon as he ran into it, I was like, who's going to run into one Later. at the end of the episode that's going to yeah. make this okay? Again? I thought it might be Lucy Liu. But <laughs> I, I kind of thought it might be I, Susie. I thought it was really funny to jump ahead after that when J.B. was like, well, I can't take her to Asia oh now. My God. I, have to, I have to audition a new Mary Ferguson. <laughs> Are you good with faking, faking disability so we can get pushed through the airport in wheelchairs? You ever, you ever dated a clipper? And she goes, I've never dated one. And he goes, all right. <laughs> I, liked, uh, I liked Leon's fit. His, like, black turtleneck with the, with the chain. I, I'm such a big fan of Leon. And oh I was thinking God. about it yesterday. I was like... One thing people don't talk about enough with Curb is how it's one of the best shows, like, about Hollywood. Oh, sure. And about stars and stuff like oh, that. Oh, sure. Like, it's kind of, that's kind of goes, like, people don't even, goes without saying, but mm -hmm. it's, like, really one of the best shows ever about that kind of oh, thing. Oh, totally. And Leon, I think, works so well being a cast, like, a regular more and more, because he's kind of the most identifiable one for people who aren't rich and famous. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know if you feel that way. Yeah, no. But, like, a lot of the shit Leon says, you're like, yeah, that's, like, shit normal people yeah. could consider in these circumstances that these, uh, you know, affluent Hollywood types are totally. kind of taking for granted. Yeah, he's he's your... Uh, your everyman. Your wedge in the door. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> as ridiculous as he is. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, it's hard to... It's hard to try to, like sit here and like intellectualize and wax poetic about Curb because it's just so solid and good and I'm just so and, glad to have it back in my life. And it's like comedy fundamentals, you know, like, totally. Mar like Larry's just doing his like master class of like everything he's ever learned about comedy sure. in that show. So is John Hamm. John Hamm. <laughs> John Hamm. When John Hamm turns and is like, and is like, fuck you. Fuck you, Albert Brooks. <laughs> it's a Shonda. A Shonda. His his like reaching for the Yiddish. In yeah, that episode really is trying. A plus work. The, when Larry goes up there and just fucking just roasts just kills him, him yeah. and he's like, "Get him off! Get him off!" <laughs> Albert Brooks is also like the perfect person to choose to do that with. Yeah. Like, he has such a refined smugness about him if he wants to. Mm-hmm. Fucking excellent. Yeah, he's a... He's an Albert Brooks. He's got his, like... He's singular. Yeah. His very unique quality. Like, that's a bit, like, I bet they came up with at one point, and they're like, what if this is a Richard Lewis thing? Uh-huh. You know? But they're like, nah, Richard Lewis wouldn't... He would never. He was t he'd be way too anxious to do that. Yeah. You know, he doesn't have the ego to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Albert Brooks. But Albert know. Brooks. <laughs> yeah. And you can tell he's just like, I want to be a... Like, they met at a party. He's like, put me on the show, Larry. Come on. I'm Albert Brooks. And he's like, he's like I'll end the first I'd episode with the two of us at the opera. 
That was that was a nice touch. I'm surprised that it took eleven seasons to have a live orchestra play if the Al- theme. If Albert Brooks is his sidekick this season, I'm Ooh. totally on board. Yeah, me too. That he would might, be great. Then again, he might not appear again. That's true. You never know. You, know, you never know who, who's going to come and go. That's because I really settled up. I was like, wow, we're going to have Lucy Liu all season long. That's going to be crazy. No, just no. Girl she's out. And it, and they never explain how he's scored the first two dates with her <laughs> if he's already fucked her. <laughs> Like it's really ridiculous. Yeah, I was happy to I was happy to see everybody. That's again just like Succession. It's like Susie's on fire. My friends are back. Susie's always on fire. Love Plop. I fucking love Susie. Got <laughs> saying to you one of my favorite parts about that whole episode is when she tells Albert Brooks when she says "fuck you" to Albert Brooks and he goes "fuck me," plop. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I like when she flips out on the guy who's got early dementia and she's like I don't give a fuck if you can't remember your dog's name <laughs> everybody needs Susie, a, Susie should have her own spin off oh my god I mean everybody needs a Susie in their life I think everybody has one <laughs> one or two sure sure like n- maybe not grinding the axe as hard as she is but god damn I just love whenever there's an argument and they both look to Jeff and Jeff's like Oh, I'm not getting involved. You know? And then as soon as she leaves, it's like, that was a total plop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Good stuff. I was, I was glad to see, uh, what's his name from Veep in there as the Netflix executive. That's great casting for that guy. Oh, is that who that was? Yeah, that's Dan. The sequence, the whole thing with, like, the girl auditioning... Oh like my God. gosh, that actress is really funny. Oh like, my oh, God, she's such a gamer for like doing this terrible audition. And and that's that's like, a completely so underrated uh, thing to do to to really act badly. And yeah, just be willing to be that uh, defaced. Yeah. Know, oh sure. You know. Sure. Too, but like, God, that she was fucking hilarious. All over it. And I'm like, great, that character's gonna be around all season, like <laughs> badly acting. And yeah. Destroying his sitcom or his new show. I can't, and I can't wait to get to the shooting of the show. Yeah. That's the kind of shit that they always just do so well. I rewatched over the summer, the the kind of Seinfeld arc of season seven or whatever that is. Yep. Amazing. I always watch clips from that one. It's amazing. I always watch uh, Super Dave telling his joke to Larry. She's <laughs> so funny. Well, what else? You got anything else on Curb? I'm just excited it's back. I'm, I'm glad that, you know, we've talked before about how Larry David has this attitude of like, hey, we can take some time off and come back to it, you know, and pick, mm. kind of pick it right back up. You have a handful of core characters. Do we see Cheryl in all this episode? We didn't in this one, but I mean, it's hard to imagine that we're going to go ten episodes without Cheryl and Ted Danson making an appearance. That's right. Ted Danson still weaseling in there. I know that, I mean, there's allegedly still some Bill Hader coming down the pipe in this. I watched the trailer, and uh, (laughs) Seth Rogen's character looks pretty funny. I'm wondering if Seth Rogen is playing young Larry. Oh, that's a good question. That would be my guess. That makes sense. That makes sense. He doesn't have the hair that I've... Have you ever seen a picture of young Larry? Oh my god, he looks insane. He looks fucking... He's still just as bald as ever. Yeah. Yeah, but like (laughs) Allen Ginsberg kind of... 
That's like, it's furious hair, you know? I saw an interview with him and Matt Lauer before Matt Lauer was canceled. And Matt Lauer's like, a study says that uh, women perceive bald men to be more uh, dominant and uh, attractive. And Larry David goes, and they're live, you know, Good Morning America or whatever. He's like, that is a crock of shit. <laughs> <laughs> then he gets all embarrassed because he cursed on the <laughs> like, I'm sorry. <laughs> so all right let's take a little break a little breaky break we come back shoot some shoot some some poisonous spiders down shoot, your little dicky shoot some hogs that we lined up to run in front of us four on the floor <laughs> Well, Gosling's a perfect Ken. I bet it'll be really funny. Oh, it? yeah, Margot Robbie, great Barbie. Yeah, I bet that's going to be really funny. I'm sure it's going to be very, uh, something. Very, like, tongue-in-cheek. Yeah, there's gonna, yeah, there's something going on in the Greta right. Gerwig Barbie movie, for oh, sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Girl power. That's... I bet she's going to have, like, 15 jobs and stuff. Maybe. Maybe. And she's that's... like, I gotta go do this. I gotta I do that. Fucking... Like, I'm, I'm a nurse. A, I'm busy. I'm Barbie, baby. <laughs> Fucking astronaut. Yeah. <laughs> Ken, you're along for the ride. Ken's like, come I'm on, going, handsome. I'm going surfing. <laughs> yeah, those that'll be good. I don't know what else is. <laughs> that's what. That's a really strange property to take on. That's like when we've joked about how I'd like to get the uh, right to get the rights to Ziffel and Ollie. I remember we talked about this before, and I regretted saying uh, like tailspin or something like that because I realized <laughs> I'd really probably like to be involved in a Ninja Turtle thing right that's up your alley yeah didn't they they rebooted the ninja turtles fairly recently didn't they michael bay directed them they were really dumb michael bay directed those that's nuts yeah. i did not know that yeah and there's the guys who created the original comic after decades finally started working together again after a huge legal i remember you telling fallout. me i remember you telling me and this. they they made a new adult comic because, like, the originals were pretty grown-up, uh, black and white. Sure. And the new one is about all the turtles have been killed except for Michelangelo. It's called The Last Ronin, I think. Whoa. <laughs> I was like, that sounds pretty dope, actually. Because huh. I remember reading the, their comics when I was a kid. Eastman and Laird. All right. There you go, Nerd Corner. We're not going to talk about Dune, but you got some of that. There, Ninja Turtles is way better than Dune. <laughs> better, better science fiction. <laughs> Better world building. Better turtle. <laughs> more radical. More pizza. More pizza. <laughs> more pizzas. More pizza. All right. Let's move away from pizza and into some meaningful donuts. We're going to talk... Succession is basically a high <laughs> fantasy show, too. Like, I mean, if we're going to make fun of, like, Game of Thrones and Dune, like, Succession is kind of the same shit, only they talk in a great modern vernacular. Well, and it's also original... Sure. You know, that's huge. And the characters are like what rich people want to be. 
Or want to sound like, at least. <laughs> Do rich people want to sound like this? I have no idea. I don't know. We were just talking about all the great lines on the cutting room floor of this thing. Yeah, I don't... It's just... Yeah, I don't know where to... I don't really know where to begin the conversation. I am kind of glad that we waited until this week to start talking about it, because the first two episodes kind of seem like two pieces of the same episode. Yeah, they didn't switch locations. They didn't switch locations. They didn't jump forward more than an hour, it seemed like. I mean, since the the end of season two, it's like we're like barely a week into the future from the time that right. Kendall did his press conference that Oh yeah, it's been it's been forty eight hours. I don't know if anyone slept. Yeah, no one's yeah, no then. one slept, no one's no one's eaten anything. Yeah. Uh <laughs> except for Connor did have some nice refrigerated cheeses on his flight. That's true. In the <laughs> Total commercial flight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're my number one guy. You're my number one boy, Connor. You're always number one, kid. Number one. <laughs> then he still kind of, still kind of. I know. It. His uh. Alan, Alan I don't know if we want to open. I wonder so if we want to open with Connor, but really we great were, stuff out of him in yeah. that episode. Yeah. Well, we've been gushing about him. <laughs> Alan Ruck is a treasure. <laughs> one, one of the lines that I had written down from that episode is. It's kind of a very ominous cut to the back of Connor's head as he's walking through Kendall's ex-wife's apartment, and he is talking to those people on the phone, and he's like, I was told that you had the best storage for fine wines in the world, and now I'm looking at this geographical survey, and I have worries. <laughs> God, dude. I love when, when uh, Kendall just finally's like fed up with him, and it's like... You, you don't fucking matter anyway, and and, and Roman, man, we can, I, I think we should I think we should save kind of the, okay, the we climax. Can, we can of, build up to that. We can build up to that. But anyway, so the frantic streamlined quality of these first two episodes has been kind of a shift from the show. The show typically spends a lot more time taking its breath. Yeah, they're and moving between and moving between things, whereas this is just like. It just like been one continuous spilling well, mess for two episodes. Ev- every season has fun. Like they're always plotting, but then once in a while they have to do damage control. Sure. And that's when it's like, there, there's something going down. But this is like the most extreme damage control. Yeah. This is this is like falling to earth from space, trying to frantically right. fix your fucking yeah, ship. Yeah. There's a get... leak in the whole ship, right? Yeah. Now. Yeah. Exactly. The whole ship is leaking. And I don't know if that if I think that that's good or bad, but I am cur- I am curious when this is going. I think it's after this going to kind of take a breath. I'm assuming, but I almost wa- I almost wonder if the whole now that if this think, whole season has this kind of energy to it. I you think know? all of the I think this one established that all of the kids have uneasy alliances. Like they could still switch. They could still. I think Kendall's invitation might stand because he might be desperate enough that if any of them decide to to flip, that they'll still be able to go join him. I don't know. It's hard to say. I mean, uneasy is is almost a small word for like what the fuck Shiv has going on with her shit right now. I oh, mean, with everybody. With everybody. Her like marriage is a wreck. She has no idea where she stands with Logan. I mean, I guess the end of that episode... At least indicates that Ship was going to move into the company in official capacity, which which is, is the issue that they've been like she doesn't have the experience. Otherwise, she'd right. be a shoe in. Every goddamn episode we hear 
Mm -hmm. about Shiv not having experience. But the last two episodes we've just watched that Shiv also has, like, no fucking composure under pressure. Like, at all. I mean, it's not the first time that we've seen that. I mean, she had, like, her meltdown. No, she plays it cool. At that She plays it cool until she thinks she's gonna win. And then as soon as that gets pulled away, she, like, flips out. She loses. Like, her scene, her scene with, um... Lisa, Kendall's lawyer, Yeah, I like completely comes unraveled. Even when she's talking to Tom on the phone in the se- in the second episode, when she's like, "But you could see it, right? You could see that it could be me." She's just like got such an anxious, needy, chaotic energy about yeah. it. Yeah, all of them, all of them have that desperation for like not l- quite the way that I think that we're being shown that Shiv does because and so much of her shit is built around how composed she is and that like that's a oh, fucking that's fiction. that's because I think she's the girl of the family so she's got like the extra hurdle you know. Well like, as Kendall says to her I'm the real version of you. Yeah he's like <laughs> you only matter because you're a girl you know. <laughs> Brutal Kendall this is like uh, uh, Jeremy Strong's like played a completely different character in all three seasons of this show. Yeah, right now he's, well, this first episode especially, he's, like, super manic and high on his own, Mm -hmm. his own success, or at least this, even though it was super rash, he hadn't planned it out, like, he's still deciding to be, like, to pump himself up. Like, the first thing you see is him wallowing in the bathtub, being like, what am I gonna do? And then he's like, well, I gotta fucking figure it out. Yeah, I'm just gonna go until I drop. Yeah. And that's, I guess, what I'm a little... What I'm very curious about is that Kendall's high that he's running right now, and like we see it in every season that he has a high, and then he yeah, has like this a, terrible he's crash. Got like a manic depressive kind of thing going on. Yeah, and I'm just I, you know, I mean his lows before have involved killing somebody, and his highs have involved <laughs> drugs. <laughs> like I don't know what the, what the the other side of this sword is going to be like for Kendall. Didn't uh, what's her name, Marsha the the. Uh, Logan's wife. She, this is, it's the second mention in both episodes alluding to Kendall killing somebody. And, and, uh, Logan said, you can't drop some bombs without getting burned. Getting burned. And you know what I mean? Which is true, because he's already become culpable in sure. that he hit it, you know? Yeah, he would be fucked. I, I was thinking about that after the episode, especially, but I was like, I think Kendall has got to be pretty significantly in the clear on that now. I mean, the... Entire investigation happened with that. The whole PR of Logan going out and apologizing to the people and it being in the tabloids and all of that stuff has kind of come and gone. It seems like it would take some really crazy machinations to make that a viable. It would be like blow to if Kendall. Ted Kennedy weren't able to continue being a senator after the real right. thing happened to him. Right. Right. Yeah. So I don't know, I, but I do. The, all that kind of discussion brings me to a, a question I have for you. Who do you think is going to live longer, Kendall or Logan? Ugh. I don't know, man. I do. I just I, fear. I, I mean, Kendall, I, all of season two, it was like alluding to his potential suicide. And I just wonder. I have. I had the feeling when I started this season that I was like, this season might be the, someone, the season where someone actually dies that we've. Like not a, just, a meaningful yeah because the as de- they would say in the in the show the uh, NP 
RI, no real person involved, or whatever exactly. it is, no, Not real person. Yeah. Well, it's been prostitutes and migrant workers that are the source of all the scandal, yeah. that's the source of death, and it's like, these characters' hands are clean as far as they're concerned. They, they just knew about it, you know? Yeah. I mean, the, the kids argue about that right away. Yeah, about what they knew. And when they knew it, and how culpable they all are. The kids, know. the kids' quartet scene. I mean, I guess since we're just going, we can just talk about it. That's the highlight of the second it's episode. It's, I mean, it's really just like masterfully done too. I mean, even you know, bringing them into the kids' room to do it, and then like all sitting on the bed yeah. and using like fucking bouncy and, balls and shit. And having stuff. everyone had to take a break for an act moment, you know, like uh -huh. they were to go back to the other plots. But it was like Roman stormed out. Um, Logan pretended, or not Logan. Candle um, pretended. Candle pretended to go, pretended hug, his to go kids. hug his kids. To go Shiv, hang out Shiv, with Stewie. Shiv went and called Tom. Like they're all off doing their own little shenanigans. Oh my god! <laughs> but that was like a good one act play going on. Yeah, it was. A, the whole episode was really theatrical. I mean, in the the way that Shiv is able to turn. You know, her conversation that she's having with Roman and Connor while Kendall's gone, and the way that she just immediately switches back to playing for Team Kendall as, like, as soon as he comes back in. Mm -hmm. That's one of those great things you only get in those kind of longer, wide takes, you know, that you can see her entire physicality. I mean, because she's done it before she did it with that woman in the... She's really good at that. She's very good at that. Like, the end of the second episode ends yeah. with her just giving... The tiniest glimmer of a smile, and Logan knows he's got her. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because she's a sucker. She's a total sucker. They all are. You know? And I not think Kendall. That, not Kendall. <laughs> Kendall, more than anyone, has, like, fought the need for approval. Yeah. You know? Because it's that whole balance of, like, wanting to go out on your own and defy your, defy your parents and whatever, and then wanting them to just be proud of you. Yeah. And, like, this family, like, he's yeah. the fucking king, you know? Right. Like, that's why I was kind of, I'm kind of hoping, like, fucking Roman gets fed up with him at some point, you know? Roman, I think that Roman and, I mean, I have a whole Jer thing Jerry about Tom. Is, Jerry is the one keeping Roman around. Not well, but let's, do we want to talk Logan. about that last thing that Logan says to Shiv about how he's, like, he's sending her in there with the... You know, like a hazard, a hazmat suit, to to be clean of anything that comes the way of the. Yeah, he like admits that he's gonna let Jerry be the one to take the fall for all of this. Yeah, which is fucking rough. And if there's anything that's gonna drive well, Roman away, exactly. it's exactly he's that. He's gonna figure out why Jerry got the job. Yeah. You know. Watching Roman's like now, like <laughs> unrelenting. Devotion to Jerry is kind of, <laughs> kind of wild. Their whole, all of their interactions are so interesting. When she's like, "Don't ask about my daughters," <laughs> and you're like, "Oh, she does have daughters." Like, and that one of the more human moments out of Jerry is seeing her <laughs> take a picture to send to her daughters. Right. I like when she, I, I can't remember what she says to him on the <laughs> phone when he calls her from Kendall's wife's place. And she's like, "You don't want to make an enemy of me." Or he said, "I don't have time to jerk off." <laughs> Yeah, those two are really interesting, like, tragic. They could rule hit that empire together. Oh, sure. And so there's almost going to be 
a third element there of them working with Kendall against Logan once Jerry and Roman figure out that she's there to take the fall for things. I don't know. I'm, yeah, I'm curious to see you know, what machinations everyone's it takes. Gonna, everyone su- has gotten as successful as they have by being willing to cover their own asses first, you know, it seems like. Right, right. I don't know. I'm curious to see Jerry on the throne. Me too. I'm also curious to see what happens with Tom as this season moves along. Because yeah. where his alliance lies... Him and Shiv might end up being on opposite teams. Man, I, I'm i wondering... I don't know. When the kids were arguing about who would be the interim CEO mm. of, out of all of them, yeah. my thought was if they just needed like a... Uh, stooge would Tom would, would Tom would be totally guy, totally you know yeah because Tom it seems like has the most legitimate high-ranking position inside of the Waystar company I mean like Roman's COO but he's also just like and, Logan's son and he'd also be great at like you know Shiv being able to convince them that she's got him under her thumb but Tom would just start going Slippery more rogue. Eel. Yeah. You know, and it's like, Tom wants that power, you know? Like, he's with Shiv for the power. If he doesn't need her... Right. Like, you know... Well, and that's what I... I mean, and that's what I'm wondering, is how... I don't know. I... I, I you know who it's all going to come down to? Huh. Greg. Greg. <laughs> Cousin Greg. Greg with another standout episode. When Tom called him, I was cracking up. Hello, Gregory. Greg, 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 Greg. <laughs> I'm just. What the fuck are you doing? I'm too young to be in Congress this much. <laughs> uh, I just don't want to be out there, you know, when everyone's got body armor on and a loincloth <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> also, really enjoyed. And obviously, his grandfather's planning on using Greg to. Like, when he they meet up with the lawyer. Amazing. Who is played by. I was immediately like, who is that guy? So yeah. Animal House. No shit. He's got a big old beard now. He's an old man. Wow, that's yeah. Wild. He's one of the he's one of the, like the smarmy little guys in Animal House. That's amazing. Um. Yeah, his whole like we're gonna blow the lid open on, <laughs> on. Uh, and Greg's like, well, I just want to cover my ass, and he's like, he's like, got to think about the end game, Greg. Yeah, it's all about the end game. Objective number one. Objective number two. And blow the lid off of American it's capitalism. It's ambiguous a little bit, but it's like. <laughs> you're gonna be such a tool for these guys yeah he's like but that might fall into kendall's hands or anybody i don't know you know sure i don't it's hard to say the these first two episodes do a really good job of like setting up the the chessboard for the season exactly that's why and that's what i'm glad that we waited for the second one because that was really one full entry into where we're going yeah. i think those two things were much very much a companion piece to each other is there a trailer for the next one out yeah they had the the one on the after the episode i didn't watch it you didn't watch it it didn't or it didn't come up you have to wait for after the credits well i know but it, uh, well i know should i watch it right now mm. it honestly doesn't offer you very much is seth rogan gonna play <laughs> uh, you know, young, young Logan. Young Logan. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Is he gonna be Logan Rogan? Logan Rogan. That's a funny sketch. <laughs> Get on that one, SNL. Get on it. And we're bo- not talking about Joe Rogan. Let Bone Yang play him. 
But that's kind of implied. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I did see on Twitter last night someone was like, can you imagine Larry David on Succession? <laughs> and it was like, fuck off, Larry. Me fuck off. I invented fuck off. You fuck off. Yeah. He would be like one of Sandy's lawyers or something. <laughs> yeah, probably. I was really glad to see Stewie back in the mix. Yeah, Stewie's a mainstay of like just representing uh, competitors that they kind of oh, yeah. are on, that Kendall's kind of trying to deal with. Well, I mean, they're like kind of still holding up the tent for the plot from season one yeah. of this proxy battle. Yeah, it all started out. This yeah. way, with Kendall trying to be like, I'm gonna fuck my dad over. Yeah, and that guy, Arian Moya, just like has a gold medal in devouring the scenery for three minutes and leaving and just like stealing the episode or stealing that chunk of the episode anyway. The girl, I thought it was interesting that the real Sandy wasn't there, but his daughter Sandy was there. Yeah, played by Hope Davis from my favorite movie, The Day Trippers. And there was a line, he was like, We'll make, we'll keep the same deal. And her face, <laughs> yeah, tells you great like that's shit. like great, a great offer. <laughs> and that she's in, and that she knows what the fuck's going on. She's not just there to hold the phone, you know. Yeah, I, I wonder think her owner where her character is gonna go. Because I don't know. Because I, I feel like if they set her up like that already, she's probably gonna be the face of the actor who played Sandy. Yeah, I think for so. whatever reasons he's not around. Yeah, I wonder what the story with that is. They might have just wanted to get more, you know, another good, another good character in there. Maybe the guy is sick. I don't know. I don't know. Just seems Maybe weird. they were like, this will be better coming from a young woman instead of an old man or something. This is someone you're supposed to root for more. I don't know. We'll have to see. Um, what do you got? Any predictions for next week? We wrap I don't it up. know what to predict, man. I don't either. I really don't. I don't either. I mean, that's all we've been talking about, right? It seems like it's like what could happen. What could happen. Yeah. Well, I know that we've got some uh, Adrian Brody and Alexander Skarsgård in our future. That's true. They're the two big guest stars for the season. That's true. And not Seth Rogen. <laughs> not Seth Rogen, no. Adrian Brody looks like, what's the line he says in the trailer? He's like, I don't invest in chaos or something. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. And you can tell he's yeah. going to be like a... I don't know, like some big tech guy or something. Yeah, totally. He's yeah, he's like wearing like a North Face jacket in mm -hmm. that scene and shit. You can already kind of tell the the deal with that one. Yeah. Uh, I did. I am. I am excited though because I was looking at the episode titles for the rest of the season, and it looked like episode nine is called Keontashire, and apparently that's what rich British people call Tuscany. So it means that oh. we're headed to Tuscany for the for the kind of penultimate Which is a last succession dance. mainstay is to always have the Just an incredible location. The second to last yeah, yeah, somewhere nuts. And that's some you know, that's some godfather kind of shit to be out there in Tuscany. Yeah, that's true. So there's gonna be some savage shit that goes I down. Out there. I do feel like someone might die. I think that that's and a really good prediction. The foreshadowing would be Kendall, but that might... I don't think the series is going to end this season. No, I don't know. I don't think it... They would, be, they would definitely be advertising I, this I as think the final it would, season I think that would be the end of the series. If Kendall died, yeah. I, I think, think so. someone else would die first. Someone like, you know, your clown or your... Someone unexpected, someone tragic, you know... 
Is anyone a tragic death other than Kendall, though? In how it affects everyone else. Anyone could be a tragic death in how it affects everyone else. Sure. I mean, Roman could become suddenly, like, a s super tragic death. I mean, Roman is certainly a tragic figure <laughs> in his own way. He is, and I could see, like, something weird happening, you know... The wrong drink getting drunk. Sure. If that's how sure. some godfather shit goes down or whatever. The wrong guy walking. Can you imagine that? Them walking, him being like, stay in my, stay in my hotel room tonight. I'm going to go back to the, over here and walking into the wrong place or whatever. That would be fucking crazy. Yeah. And then fucking Logan being like, my boy. <laughs> <laughs> my number two boy. <laughs> my number two and a half boy. <laughs> There we are, right, right there at about the hour mark, so that's a nice place to leave it. I, uh, I hope that we'll do this weekly. If not weekly, we'll at least do every other week, so that we're, that we're keeping a good tab on the, yeah. on the story. And we, on our break, we're talking about how we don't have a ton to say about Jeopardy. We were big fans of James. Matt Amodio. I mean, Matt. We were fans of James as well, but Matt, James is cool. But Matt, Matt, <laughs> Matt yeah. had a great run. Yes, he did. Uh, and, I, and I'm really it was a it was a pleasure to get to watch kind of the the be, the beginning through the middle of it. I I didn't watch his, yeah. the end of his run. I didn't watch him lose. And but. I know a big chunk of the episodes that we ended up having to can were talking about the drama of the the hosts being figured out. But oh god, boy, are we glad that that uh, Kramer's not hosting Jeopardy. <laughs> Michael Richards. <laughs> and thank God it's Blossom instead. Here's to feeling good all the time. <laughs>